Today on War and Wait, I have Rachel Gilbert with me. I'm so excited to have her here. Um, how I found Rachel was with um, Revelation Wellness Instructor Training, and she doesn't probably even know this, but during that retreat, your session was my favorite. And whenever I was sitting through your session during that retreat, I was like, this is why I joined Revelation Wellness. This was the type of teaching that I was looking for. This is what I was, was really like needing during that process. And it was just so beautiful. And then you talked about you were having a book coming out and I was so excited. And I immediately wrote down on my notes, I'm going to get her on my podcast. And here you are. I'm super excited. You have a great book coming out. Um, I'm participating in the launch team of it. And so I've kind of got a little bit of a sneak peek of the book. And so I'm just super excited for you to share all about Rachel, what you do, how you got to this point with the book, and just tell us all the things about like how you got to this place. Hey sister, welcome to the war on weight. Do you want to find some motivation to finally lose your extra pounds? Do you want to feel great in your favorite pair of jeans? Do you want some weight loss that's actually sustainable? Have you given up that any program will ever work for you? Well, I'm Keitha and I'm your new best friend. I've spent a lifetime on the losing side of the battle. I felt frustrated, exhausted, self-conscious, and despite any success I had in life, I felt like a failure, but I finally won the war. How did I do it, you ask? I discovered how to implement simple, healthy habits, how to completely revamp my mindset, and embrace some things that were causing me to turn to food over and over again. Lastly, I discovered how to make nutrition really super simple. And after just a few short months of fueling my body properly, I dropped more than 50 pounds and I'm maintaining it by practicing all the healthy habits you're going to learn on this podcast. So if you're tired of feeling like a prisoner in your own body, you're buying clothes to hide your body, not celebrate it. You're done having your weight affect all your relationships with others and more importantly with yourself. You no longer want to eat your feelings and then beat yourself up about it. Then this is the podcast for you. Let's armor up, sister, and fight this war on weight together. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. I always, I, I love being a guest on other people's show. And as a fellow podcaster, I know that um, to not take it lightly when you get invited to be a guest. So thank you. It's an honor. And that totally blesses me to hear that about the Revelation Wellness teaching. Um, I just, that's just so fun. When you see the Lord take our little steps of obedience and our our things that we feel like, oh, I don't know how, if this is going to help anybody or not, but I'm going to do it and just hear how he um, uses it. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, and then also thank you for being on my launch team. Just all the thank yous. I'm it's like, so hey, fabulous. Yeah. And you are changing lives. I mean, you really are. And so tell the listeners just a little bit about your business and your practice that you do. Yeah. So my husband and I, we've been married 18 years in May. Uh, we have three kids and then we do own a business. It's called BBC Health. My husband is a chiropractor. And so when we started into business over a decade ago, we were just a chiropractic clinic and now we have integrated and we are an integrated medical model. And this is the practice where I also counsel and we have all kinds of services under one roof. And it's been really fun to do that. And we just love what we get to do. And yeah, you said, so yeah, I guess that's really all about me. Did I miss anything? Did I leave anything out? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your certifications because you're a licensed um, counselor, correct? So tell us a little bit about your certifications and your specialties. Yes, I have my master's in a marriage and family therapy, and then I went on to become an, 
a licensed professional counselor, currently an associate under supervision of Dr. Mary Dainty, and I specialize in EMDR trauma work, and also I did my graduate school internship in an eating disorder center and did a lot of research around that, and that's kind of where the this book kind of came out of, because when I was working in that eating disorder center, I was trying to learn as much as I could from all the therapists, and I was like, what books do you guys use? And they were all just, uh, there's really not many great books out there on this, and they kind of give me a random workbook here or there, and definitely none of them were faith-based at all. And I just saw a gap and I'm like, Oh, we need to fill this gap. So that's what I do professionally. Yeah. Just, I mean, just this work is, it's so needed, especially as in this, in our generation now with social media and the younger girls and, and you just saying that you've been married for 18 years. I'm like, Oh, I thought you, you, you're just a youngster, but like, and so the fact that you've been doing that, you know, been married for 18 years. So, you know, you have some experience, you know, in marriage and also in culture and fighting your own battles with your body images and, and tell us a little bit about being a fitness instructor. Cause I know a little bit of a background. So you were a fitness instructor before tell us, tell me how, or tell the listeners, how did that affect, um, your body image? Like what part did that play? I feel like being a fitness instructor has been both a positive thing and a, I hate to use the word negative, but you know, negatively influenced body image at times. Um, I got into fitness with not the best intentions, although the Lord works all things together for good. And so even when our intentions aren't great, he still takes it and can use it down the road. Uh, when I was in college, I was in the thick of my disordered eating and over-exercising and a very distorted um, lifestyle that I was living. And so I actually studied in undergraduate, my degree is exercise physiology, because I wanted to learn all the things I could about the human body. I'm still fascinated by the human body, by the way. And I just wanted to learn everything. And I it almost as soon as I graduated, became a stay-at-home mom. We got pregnant right away uh, in our marriage. And I, for 10 years, then taught group fitness uh, while I was a stay-at-home mom. And a bit of my story, I did, I, I've shared this story in the book, but I also just want to share a piece of it is that I'd been teaching group fitness for so long. And I'd gone through this particular training that the um, we had to do an audition is what they called it. And they would do a film of us and the lead instructor would come watch us and give us feedback in front of the whole group that we just taught for. And this man said to me, he said, and, and mind you, I'd been in the fitness industry now for almost 10 years at this point. And he said, um, you know, you are one of the most confident instructors I've ever seen. He was just giving me all kinds of compliments. He said, honestly, you surprised me because you're pretty quiet. And I still am quiet, by the way, in real life. Uh, he said, you're pretty quiet. But man, when you got behind that mic, you just came alive. And so I'm like, wow, okay, this is great. I'm, you know, feeling great. But then he came in and said, but he said, if you in order for me to pass you, and if you want to teach for our company, he said, you have to lose that mama pouch. And he said, now, how old, remind me, how old's your son? And I said, oh, he's three. 
And he said, okay, the, there's no excuses. That mama pouch has got to go. Uh, he said, but other than that, great job, you know, and kind of went along to the next person. And that was a pivotal time for me in the fitness world that I thought, okay, Lord, I love teaching group fitness. I do come alive when I do it. It's so fun. I get to connect to people I never would have gotten to connect to. I get to be a coach and a cheerleader and all those things are positives, but then yes, the body image piece, especially as an instructor in the world, in the way the world teaches fitness, very, very shaming. I mean, that's just one story. I could tell you multiple stories of comments said and different things and expectations of fitness instructors that it was just never enough. And uh, anyhow, I, after that day had decided, I don't think I can still do this because this, I, I was just frustrated with it. Like I'm done with this. And then it was shortly after that I found out about revelation wellness, as you mentioned. And I thought, oh, okay, now this type of fitness I can do. Cause then I get to do the fitness that I love and get to bring, you know, joy and community and have fun while moving our bodies with grace and just all the, the freedom that comes with it. No, I think just listening to you say that, that had to be since you had struggled for so long with disordered eating, you know, that could have been a really pivotal moment where you went back to a very unhealthy place, but you were able to quickly see this is not where I need to go. That is just amazing. I love when we get to a place of growth, like we know, like that's not going to work for more for me anymore. I had something recently happen in my life where I was just like, no, this is not right. Like, this is not right. And in the past, I would have doubted myself or I would have said, no, this is, you know, maybe I'm not right here and maybe I should be doing something different. So it's really impressive that you were able to see that quickly and say, no, this is not for me because your little mama pouch couldn't have been that big. And you were doing teaching fitness. I mean, that's, Part of being a mom is that our bodies do go through a change that we can't make it go back to what it was before, no matter how hard we try. Yeah. So, so we know that, you know, you, that's kind of what led you up into revelation wellness. And then you said that when you were doing your, you know, studying and you realized there was a gap in needing some, really the practitioners needed something to work with. So let's talk a little bit about the book because the book is beautiful. Number one, it incorporates so many things. It and definitely incorporates all the things that where we, I'm sure the listeners are hearing that you are a super smart girl, like super smart. And the fact that you are led by the Holy spirit and it's faith-based, but it also has these activities in it that are absolutely wonderful. So tell us a little bit about, before we get into those, let's talk about your ideal reader. Like who would go into the store and pick up your book? Or go, of course, we don't go into the store to do it anymore. We do it on Amazon. But who would be the, the ideal reader? Keitha, as you know, the book has flowers on it and it's very feminine. So definitely women. And I, I hesitate to say Christian women because my heart is that women of all walks might pick it up. And I actually have a call to salvation in the back of the book. That was something that I felt led to do. Um, and really just uh, here's the cool thing about my ideal reader is that I'm learning, even though I had imagined, uh, you know, any authors listening will understand this, my ideal reader, I had imagined what I needed when I was 
that mama who had that mama pouch and was like, wait, what do I do here? Oh my goodness, I need help. So that was my ideal reader in writing it. But when the Holy Spirit breathes on something, I'm finding my ideal reader is has been a little bit busted because it's like I'm seeing different ages and I'm seeing I'm seeing grandmas grab the book. I'm seeing teenagers grab the book and I'm even seeing men want the book. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. There's flowers all over it, but you can still <laughs> read it. Um, maybe we can put a different cover on it. And and so because I like to be clear about that, this is a, a male and female issue, but I felt led to write it for females currently, maybe down the road, we could tweak it for men and, you know, take the flowers hours off the front and put some more man male related stories in there. But that would say, you know, my ideal reader is definitely just women, women who feel um, stuck in, in that space of what you just mentioned, where you go, I can't keep doing things the way I've been doing them. When it comes to my body, I need a different answer. I need something that gives me hope and freedom. And that would be my ideal reader. You know, and like you said, it's all ages. Mm -hmm. And now I mean, and even I know in my own personal history, I mean, it started early. Yeah. I mean, it starts really early. I mean, I, when I started reading it, I started thinking about how amazing this book would be as a community group in high school youth groups. I mean, just if we could help girls in their early teens, get a grasp on this before we have, and have confidence in their own body before they have children and have to deal with the changes in your body. Cause that's really difficult. Like it's a, it's a big change. And so I think you're absolutely right. Your book is for every age because there are women who have struggled with this their entire life. And it, as long as we have breath, we want to feel peace with our body. And I think that this, it's just, it's a beautiful book and I, you're right. It, it is kind of girly but it's, but it's beautiful. So we'll look forward to see how you tweak it in the future. So one of the things that I love in the book is the, are the coloring pages. So all of my listeners know that I am a huge fan of heartwork journaling, Maritza Para. She is a life coach who teaches heartwork journaling, and it's all about doodling your, she basically, the first class I took with her was doodle your emotions. And she teaches you how to doodle while you journal. And the process that that takes you through, it completely changed, 100% changed my journaling practice. So tell me why you felt like that you wanted to bring in the coloring pages into the book. Heather, I think my I'm with you. My favorite part is the journaling and the coloring, which I crack up at because I'm like, I didn't even do those two things, but <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm I'm humble enough to say, Lord, however you want to speak to women, you go for it because it was important to me to include space for the reader to be able to process what they just read. I know and I hope and pray that my words are powerful, but words are only powerful if we actually stop and do something with them and actually let the Holy Spirit speak into our lives. And that was something I just felt strongly. And I know it was the Holy Spirit who led me to do this is especially as busy women, we don't take time to do that kind of stuff very often. It's really a gift when we do that. And that's the other reason there's actually 18 chapters in the book. I also pushed for that with my publisher. Most books have 10 to 12. And it was because I told them women are busy and they want to have a win. They, I would rather give you shorter chapters with some space to process 
than for me to do a big, huge chapter that feels overwhelming to somebody. And then by the time they get to the end, they're like, well, I don't have time to process now because I just spent the last half hour reading. And yeah, and so that was important to me that those pieces got into the book for that reason. The other reason it was important to me is just even as a counselor, it's interesting how some people, this isn't everybody, but a lot of people I keep several coloring books and doodling things and all kinds of art stuff in my room. I wouldn't consider myself an art therapist necessarily, but for some people they can talk once they start coloring, like they'll Mm -hmm. just be completely blank wall. And then I'll offer them, Oh, would you like to pick out something to color? And they're like, sure. They start coloring. And then all of a sudden they're just opening right up to me. And it is, it's just, there's a therapeutic um, modality. Honestly, it feels so simple and maybe even silly to some adults, but I just say, if you've never tried it, you need to try and lean into it and have fun with it. I'm so glad to hear you say that because um, my listeners probably hear me say that at least every fourth or fifth episode, because there is something about putting pen to paper, but there's something about that creativity side of that, that it does. It just changes the words. It's it, it, it's absolutely crazy to me how you can sit to journal, but I really have enjoyed being able to sit, like you said, and process. Um, the other thing in the, um, the book that you've done that I think is really special is that you've included videos. You don't get that. I mean, you've really, it's a full, like comprehensive teaching, not just in reading, not just in, in therapy, therapeutic art. And then you also have the questions and, but then you also provide the videos. Why did you want to include those? Yes. I was very excited that my publisher was amazing to really, they also wanted to include them. And when they asked me about doing it, I said, yes, please. Because first of all, everybody learns differently. And I also believe we have to learn sometimes in different directions. Um, And I love, it, it is kind of crazy if we think about the fact that the book full price on Amazon is $19.99, but Amazon's already dropped it down several times to like $13 and things. But it's crazy to me. I was recently, I'll just be honest with you guys and say, I was sharing recently with my husband. I was like, okay, I'm going to be honest here for a second. If I were to create a course, because you get six video teachings with mm-hmm. this, I was like, if I were to create a course or anybody really in the online space were to create a course with six video teachings and a physical book that you get it'd be a couple hundred dollars like that's oh, what it, it, it would be way more than that yeah it would, it would be it would be a 997 yeah like, oh yeah yeah absolutely for sure. so I I'm like okay that makes me not feel too bad about asking somebody to pay $20 for the book because I'm like they're also getting a, a digital course here and they did a great job of editing the videos and they're all under 10 minutes so it's an amazing perk of just there. I'm like, I'm honestly just shouting out my publisher right now because they just did awesome with that. But uh, the other thing that I just love about the video piece is exactly what you said a little bit ago. My heart is that this book gets into communities. It's Mm -hmm. fine if a woman wants to go through it solo, but this is just a topic that I don't pretend to say I have all of it figured out And this is all you'll ever need to know is in this book. What my heart for the book is, though, is that it opens 
awesome conversations for people within their own communities, in their own church, in their own family. And so that's the other thing I love that we were able to include those videos is it's perfect for a small group, like pop up mm -hmm. a 10 minute video and everybody do some, a little bit of work and then just do your discussion. I mean, it's a perfect small group thing. And so that's what I'm really excited to see groups come together and do that. Yeah, I, I really can see that totally happening. And, and you, it's funny that you said that about the value of the book with the videos and the teachings and everything that's combined with it, because I thought the very same thing. I was like, this is such an incredible value. Cause even if you think about like the traditional Beth Moore store studies, you know, you pay for the videos and then each person pays for their book. I mean, you're talking several hundred dollars just to lead a group. Then you've provided a way that people can, can lead a group very cost effectively. And also, like you said, just get to the heart of women. Um, the other thing that I really loved about the book that I felt like it tied in was um, the thought model. You have a little bit different spin on the thought model. Um, and that's for the listeners who don't know what that is, but most of my listeners will know that would be the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, the action. You have a little bit different spin on it. Can you walk us through how you do that ch thought challenge in the book and like how are they, the filters that you put it through, so to speak? Yeah, I love this. It's a CBT model, cognitive behavioral mm -hmm. therapy model. And I know you mentioned you've had different people uh, discuss it, but um. I guess hopefully I'll touch on the pieces that you want me to. And if not, just stop me or tell me to elaborate in a different direction, because especially if your listeners have already heard it before, but it is that exactly like you said, that our thoughts affect our feelings and our feelings affect our behaviors. And I call it the triangle effect and, you know, triangle in uh, the Greek alphabet is the, um, the symbol for change. And so if you want true change, it's following that triangle. And so I teach this often to my patients of, I'll tell them, just draw a triangle and let's look at the thought that's fueling the, the feeling and then the behavior. And um, are you wanting me to address the thought angle? Which piece of it is different that I do that way? I know which angle to address. I really loved the, the page that you have. I like the way that the page was laid out to really challenge it according to truth. Okay. Oh, so putting the thought on trial, that piece of mm -hmm. it. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, one of those, um, videos that we were just mentioning, but also one of the actual worksheets that's in the book is called putting your thought on trial and, one thing I do like to draw attention to on putting a thought on trial is that sometimes people can roll their eyes and get frustrated at putting thoughts on trial. First of all, I understand it's annoying, especially when you're first starting to learn how to do it. You're like, oh, am I going to have to do it's this? It's annoying <laughs> even when you know how to do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't want to challenge my thoughts. I just, yeah, it's annoying. It does get easier the more you do it and you don't have to sit and write about it all the time. But um, one thing I do like to mention and I don't necessarily write about it in the book, but I did bring it up in the videos is I taught how to do butterfly hugs. And essentially that is a grounding technique. And because if you find yourself, I'm just saying this before we start talking about how to put your thoughts on trial. If you find yourself feeling like I can't put my thoughts on trial, sometimes it might be because your nervous system is in overdrive. It's, it's wound up. And when our nervous system is, is peaked, it is going to be very hard 
to put a thought on trial. Because if you think about it, my nervous system is the one running the show right now, which is in fight or flight or freeze mode. So when we're, when our CNS is in charge, where our thoughts are not exactly sound, if you will. So yeah. doing something that's calming first, the journaling you mentioned, uh, some form of bilateral simulation, like butterfly hugs, going for a walk, listening to worship music, whatever it is that calms your nerves before you put a thought on trial is going to help, which is again, why I like to write these thoughts on trial, because that in and of itself can be calming if, if you enjoy that. Um, yeah. So how you do that is first of all, you have to isolate the thought, right? Um, and actually I have three, three C's here on that is that you, you, um, take it captive, you challenge it, and then you change it. And so we take it captive by, okay, what's the thought, whatever the thought is. And we're writing that down first, then we challenge it. And in the book, I give an example here, but I know your listeners don't have the, that book in front of them right now is um, just it, think about a, a trial in, in the, in the courtroom, you have the defense and you have the prosecution. So we're actually going to defend the thought for a second, give the thought, you know, a chance like, okay, where's this even coming from? Where's the proof that this thought has validity. And then we're going to let the prosecution come up and say, What's some evidence against this thought? And then, of course, the judge gets the final ruling. And in our case, because we're believers, God's God's word gets the final ruling, (laughs) not so much feelings and not so much what the world has told me I need to care about or any of that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, what's the final ruling? And when we do this, then that is us saying, not only did I take the thought captive, it's one thing to take it captive. But you don't want to just take it captive. You also want to change it. And this is how we change it. And again, for so many of us, our thoughts are kind of just running wild. And when we even just take one thought captive, it makes us automatically more aware so that all the other thoughts a lot of times we'll kind of just get in line too. Cause they're like, oh wait, no, this is silly. What that there's no truth in that. That's irrational. And we'll change, change the channel as I like to call it. And I think this work is so important that to do it. And I think that a lot of times when you hear it, it's a lot of times people don't grasp it. And so that's why I love hearing different coaches and different um, professionals, their take on it, because every listener is going to take it in a different way. And one of the things that I found that I loved about your way of doing it, which I think now might be my preferred way, is that a lot of times when we're challenged on to, to that thought, you know, it's always challenge the circumstance of the thought, you know, what is, what is true. And, and then when you feel a certain way and you're like, this is how I feel. And I feel this way because this, and then when you try to challenge it and it's like, well, that can't be true. But I felt like when we worked it through your model, by giving you a little bit of opportunity to defend why you feel that way, it really like settles you. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, no, you feel this way, this thought is really not true, even though it feels true. But by your way, you're actually giving yourself a moment to say, you've got some rationale here, like that has caused you to feel this way. But is it true? Like, I don't know. It just, it it, it took a, it, it smoothed it out somehow for me versus 
I know for myself, if I go through those thoughts and I would see, you know, this is my thought and this is the circumstance around it. And then it's like, but that's not true. Well, in my mind, it's true. <laughs> and so we have to really work through those. So I, I really love that. So I hope that when people pick up the book, because I know they're going to, um, that they really like work through that model in a different way and try it if it hasn't worked in the past. Yeah. So, all right. So I have been calling them butterfly kisses, not butterfly hugs. I don't know why, but you mentioned them. And so I'm wondering, can you explain that process? Because it's a really um, incredible process that the first time I had ever done it was at the retreat. And so I'd never even heard of it before. So I was hoping that you could just kind of walk us through what that is like. Of course, when they get the book, they're going to have the video, but just like a little bit of a preview of what that's like. Yes, I love butterfly hugs. And you know what? If butterfly kisses works for you, go for it. Like <laughs> whatever, whatever you need to do to remember it. I learned this when I went through my EMDR training. It is a form of bilateral stimulation. And for those who aren't familiar with EMDR, that stands for eye movement desensitization. I can barely say the word reprocessing. And it is what we use for trauma work. Well, with butterfly hugs, um, it is a form of bilateral stimulation that some people prefer when they're processing, but we really use it when we do something that's called a safe, safe place protocol. And it's just a place where when we are working through some trauma, if at any point it starts to feel overwhelming, then the client can say, just wait, I need a timeout. I need to, they need to be grounded for a little bit. And again, calm and rein in that their nerves and everything. But it's also a practice that we teach to be able to, that people can use all week on their own. Again, when we are, it's starting to teach your brain and your body how to regulate uh, because we're, because of trauma and different things in our lives, we are um, constantly having to rein in our runaway brain, calm our nervous system. And the more you do it, even when you're not feeling overwhelmed or something, the quicker you can actually get back into just a regulated state. And so bilateral stimulation, when it's used in processing memory channels, helps to unlock the nerdy science behind this. If you'd like to know is that when we sleep, when you get into REM cycle, your eyes are actually moving side to side. And scientists believe that this is uh, your brain and body's way of dumping memories when we sleep. And so it kind of dumps memories that it's like, eh, I don't need to remember that. What did I wear yesterday? I don't really care, but it hangs on to memories that it might need, especially trauma type memories or things that really, or even happy memories that you're like, Ooh, I want to remember that. And so that's what bilateral stimulation when we're processing memories does. Now, when we slow that down and we do it in the form of something like butterfly hugs, then it becomes not so much for processing memories, but it's actually grounding us in that, that central nervous system. It is, it's your body's way, any form of bilateral. So have you ever noticed how, when people are nervous, they sway whenever they're public mm -hmm. speaking way back and forth or a baby. We rock in a baby. What do we do? We go back and forth. Any of that, even when you're talking about the doodling, you're doing back and forth across the page. Mm -hmm. There is bilateral stimulation happening there. And it's a God given beautiful way to calm your nervous system. And it's essentially like your brain sending a message to your body of, Hey body, guess what? You're safe. You're okay. 
you can chill out. There's not a threat right now. You are, it's everything's okay. And it's just a built-in thing that God gave us. And so that's what the butterfly hugs are. I love to pair them with, you know, I mean, I incorporate them into my day just always, even if I'm not feeling overwhelmed or stressed, but especially when I'm feeling stressed and sometimes I'll pray with them. Sometimes I will put worship music on or just do deep breathing with them. And it's just a nice way to just calm that nervous system and let your let your whole system know we are okay. Um, so that's a big overview. Do you have any other questions on it? Nope. That is perfect. So when this episode comes out, your book will be coming out the same week. So that my listeners can just stop now and then go right to Amazon, order the book, and then watch the video on how to do it because it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it really is such a simple practice that anybody can put into place. And it's something that they'll know that they can go right to the book and watch that video right away and start doing it without getting through every chapter. That is the one thing that you also have put in the, in the um, beginning of the book. It's not necessarily, you don't have to do it from cover to cover. Ideally, but there are different chapters you can go back and revisit. And so I am just thrilled to have been part of the launch team to really get a firsthand look at the book and enjoy it. You will laugh because I did download the um, the workbook part, you know, just with the worksheets. And the first like three days, I could not figure out for the life of me, like, like, how come this doesn't make sense? Because I didn't read the part because I didn't was wasn't reading that I only had the worksheets. Oh, how funny. And I was like, there's parts missing here. And so it was kind of funny to see, but when the full book comes out and it's mailed out and people get their physical copy, they're going to have that. And it's going to be amazing. And I just know that this is going to be super successful. I totally see you taking this into, to some big stages. Like I, I see you at a future if gathering in Dallas. I just do. I just know that you're, that this is going to do amazing things. And I can't express to you how honored I am that you are here today. And I just can't wait to see all the things that are going to come from this book. And I know that my listeners, they're going to get some healing and they're going to get some skills that they need to, to move into having a better body image and making some, just some, you know, resolution with their past of what they have thought about their bodies and, and maybe hopefully change some thoughts around it. So tell the listeners how to find you. Yeah, my main hub is my website, rachelgilbert.com. You do spell my name a little different. It has an extra A, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Um, the book website is imagerestoredbook.com. And then for fun, I do hang out on Instagram at Rachel J. Gilbert. And I have a podcast, Real Talk with Rachel. So, And the podcast is great. Podcast is really good. Um, so make sure that you, all the listeners, make sure that you go and add that to your subscriptions because they are some really good episodes in there. Some, some great information. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And I look, you blessed me. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some guarding tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick loving, coffee drinking, mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. 
And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at coachkeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, coachkeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.